Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one today. I'm looking forward to welcoming our great guest today. But before we get to that, I just want to remind you that we are broadcasting from our studio inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful downtown Alpharetta. And according to Time Magazine's money.com, Renaissance Bank has been voted best bank in Georgia. And that's happened several years, I think, now in a row. If you would like to find out why that's the case, I'd encourage you to go to renaissancebank.com and find their local office and give them a call. And you know, folks answer the phone when you call them at Renaissance. It's amazing how that works. If you would like to know more about that kind of bank, I would encourage you to do that. And uh, I think you'll be glad you did. I know that personally from my own experience. Renaissance Bank. Understanding You, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Rory Robichaud. Rory Rory is a uh, Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer with Sierra. Rory, welcome. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to it, and I've seen a number of your shows before, and I think this is going to be a great opportunity. Well, I'm delighted you came on the show anyway. (laughs) Uh, So thank you for that, uh, Rory. But let's talk about you and your firm. How are you serving folks out there? Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Uh, First off, uh, thank you. And as you said, I am Senior Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, in that role, I handle all sales and marketing functions in the U.S. for Sierra. Mm-hmm. Sierra, we have an 18-year-old company. We have our roots in data, data analytics. It really goes back to the name of the company. The company is the combination of science and era, or Sierra. Mm. And we began as a company that was basically pulling together data identifying data that was available on the internet, which 18 years ago wasn't as easy as it is today. Mm. And since then, we've been acquiring publicly available data, governmental data, uh, some licensed data, and very often putting that data together with corporate data, Mm -hmm. with our clients' data, doing analytics, doing modeling, and now doing digital advertising to actually reaching out and touching their specific company, their specific customers. And so that is where we've evolved from a just pure big data company when we were doing big data before big data was cool. Mm -hmm. And now we're a market intelligence company. And as a market intelligence company, we basically pull together information that is out there in the uh, publicly public realm where we can pull it together for them, put it together with their information and help them answer questions they hadn't been able to answer in 10 years. And that is the sort of thing that we do. We help them create strategic advantage for their company for the long term. Let's, that sounds awfully interesting. Let's dig into some pieces of that. So what, I wish you'd explain more about market intelligence. We hear that phrase a lot. What does that mean for you and your company and what you deliver to clients? For us, it means being customer centric, mm-hmm. customer centric in their specific market. If you're in banking, 
that means something different than if you're in the healthcare arena or if you're in the governmental arena. Mm -hmm. So each of those. And so what we do is we identify and work with the clients, listen to them, find out what they need. What do they need to know about their customers? What do they need to know about their prospects? What do they need to know about their market and their marketplace? And those are the things we identify and we go out and find. We pull that information together from any number of sources. And as we do that, we then ask them the core question, what are you trying to do? Mm. Why are you spending the time with me? Why are you spending your valuable time? So what are the issues that you're challenged with right now, that you've been challenged with for a very long time? Let us help you. Mm. And many of our products that we have came from those discussions, came from listening to our customers and meeting their needs. Wow. Imagine that the value of listening to customers, right? I love it. Um, Roy, talk a little bit about, I I want to talk about some more details of what you offer, but let's talk about who you serve. Uh, Talk about the nature of the clients that you work with. It's a broad range of clientele. Uh, we do a lot of work with Fortune 100 companies. We do a lot of work with small and mid-sized businesses. We're now doing a lot of work with nonprofit associations and organizations. Mm-hmm. So it's a broad range of things that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Fortune 500 companies that we deal with, we do a lot in the data analytics realm, mm-hmm. where, as I said, we're pulling together things that we've been doing for a very long time. We acquire massive amounts of data. We literally process billions of signals a week in pulling that information together. But it's just more important that we also have their information and put those two together to help them develop, help them identify and come up with solutions to problems that they've been struggling with for quite a while. Right. And that's honestly where our latest and one of our most prominent sets of products or product lines uh, came from one of those discussions with our customers. That is what brought us into digital advertising. Mm. And some of our customers were saying, it's great. Some of the things you're doing, but we would like you to help us more directly interact with our clients. And so through that, we've actually developed our own digital marketing platform, digital advertising platform. Mm Mm-hmm to actually reach out and touch people with digital ads. And it's the digital ads that you see in your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. When you're reading the AJC, when you're watching Fox News, when you're playing solitaire, those pesky little ads that come up in the middle of all of it, we're doing that. Oh, We've got to blame you for that? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, they obviously work or uh, folks wouldn't pay you to help uh, put those up. Right. Um, but just to be clear though, uh, just a small point, this is all B2C, right? That that's the work you do. That portion of it is B2C. Okay. Uh, there is a lot that we do that is B2B. Oh, okay. That we actually work with some companies to help them work with some of their target customers because a lot of their customers are businesses. So we're actually working with them to identify, help them identify, different businesses that they can uh, work with. Okay. Gotcha. So I think when I'm certainly just true for me, and I think maybe for a lot of our listeners, when they think of digital advertising, they think of uh, maybe the, 
the uh, advertising that's on Facebook or uh, in their social media feeds or whatever. How, what does digital advertising mean to um, Sierra? It means those things, and it means a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Facebook is a very important advertising medium these days, as are all of these social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, any of those. But mm-hmm. they all provide a particular purpose. When you are in that platform, they do good things for you from an advertising perspective. Mm-hmm. AdWords is another one that Google you know, does quite well, does a good job. If you tell them what you're looking for very explicitly, then they can help you find that. The digital advertising that we do provides another means to reach people. It's a much more passive approach. You have to be proactive in the other ones. You have to be in Facebook. You have to tell Google what you want explicitly. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the digital advertising side, you're playing solitaire and you see it ad for something that very surprisingly that you really do want Mm -hmm. or you're reading a newspaper or you're looking at your favorite sports site, your favorite sports app, lifestyle, any of those. So when you're just doing what you would normally do on the internet, on an app, in a website, these ads are coming your way. And the other thing is we use all of our data, our digital analytics to help do targeting of those ads. That is one of the unique things that we have because we have that data available because we are a data analytics company. We have the ability to do micro-focused targeting unlike anyone else. So we can actually help you reach your specific customers and not spend money advertising to people that you don't really care about. I'd love it if you give a maybe an example of that because – um, I think that's a problem some people might have that are considering di- digital advertising, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They think it might be some scattershot kind of uh, thing that they're that's very expensive, and it sounds like that w- with an ROI that's a little ambiguous, right? And it sounds like you've got something much more targeted with a much more specific ROI that you can point to for your clients. Exactly, we can do. Without getting too deep into it, we can do geofencing, fancy word to say we can target a specific geographical area. Mm-hmm. So if you have a particular zip code you'd like, a half of a zip code, that sort of thing. If you want to do all of Georgia, you want to do the coastal area of Georgia, we can do large and small geographic areas. Within those geographic areas, we can target by socioeconomic, we can target by gender, we can target by race and ethnicity. There's a number of things that we can do to help you target people within geographies. So we can do very specific targeting, again, based upon a lot of the data that we have available to us as well. So that helps you with your ROI. In terms of also what is the cost of doing this, that does vary widely. It varies widely in terms of time of day you want to advertise Where are you advertising? How focused do you want to get? How much detail do you want in the targeting? But as an example, you can do hundreds of thousands of impressions for a few thousand dollars. Mm. So you can send out a half a million impressions for maybe a couple of thousand dollars. Oh, wow. So think if you're advertising to an area 
that has a city of a hundred thousand and you're sending out a half a million ads, mm-hmm. you know, on average you're hitting every person five times. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not hitting every person five times. You're hitting people that are looking at that solitaire game that you're advertising to or the wall street journal. So you may be hitting people four, five, six, ten 10 times for that three, four, five thousand dollars mm. What is the value of that? Think of it as a small billboard. When you look at it on your phone, your phone has this little quarter inch by three inch uh, billboard mm-hmm. that's there. And it's just like billboard advertising. But it's billboard advertising where the advertiser has the ability to have you interact directly with them in real time. Very often, if you touch that ad, you go directly back to their website. Mm. That's the value that you have in digital advertising. Folks, we're here chatting with uh, Rory Robichaux, and uh, he is with Sierra. I mis- mispronounced it earlier. Sorry about that. Um, so, Rory, talk about the uh, maybe the way these ads show up. I mean, you mentioned solitaire um, and and games, but where where besides that, where do the, these ads show up? They show up. They can potentially show up in virtually any of the websites that you go to mm-hmm. uh, on your phone, on your tablet, your laptop, on your PC. It can show up in any of the apps that you use on your on any of those platforms. Mm-hmm. So really, those are the places that we're targeting. We're targeting apps. We're targeting websites. And in fact, that gives us another wonderful opportunity to target. Because if you want a certain socioeconomic uh, type of customer that falls into a certain segment. We can identify what sort of websites, what sort of apps, those people within the particular segment that you're looking at, what they're most likely to be watching, what they're most likely to be using. Mm -hmm. And we can use that as another form of targeting as well. And the information that you receive back um, and the, I guess the, for lack of a better term, again, the ROI that you get on your advertising is really a feedback loop, right? I mean, you get all this information back on what's working and that helps you further develop, uh, your targeting for your clients. Exactly. It is amazing. The amount of information we do get back mm-hmm. both directly and indirectly. We get information back, uh, in the form of, when someone does click on it and then goes to uh, a site, a landing page, they can give you their name, their email, their phone number, uh, even why they chose to actually take that action. We actually have another product that we have created around this particular aspect, and it's called Ask One. Mm. Is ask one question, we'll put in three or four multiple choice answers, and then that gives them gives the user a chance via a digital ad that came their way, shows a question, three or four possible answers. They pick one and hit submit. And all of a sudden, we have a real-time online poll. Oh, wow. And so it's not meant to replace polling, but this is a different type of animal. This mm-hmm. is a different type of product because it's meant to be run continuously. Whereas most polls are taken as point in time. You take it now, another six months, you take it again. 
Whereas in this case, the question that you're asking is a very specific question to your business. Mm. You know, who is your favorite fast food uh, company? Is it company X, company Y, Z, or somebody else? So if they answer that and they answer it over time, we will get consistent answers to that over time. Company X will find that they are the favorite of 17% of the people. Mm-hmm. And it'll stay in that range over time, week to week. It might go to 19, it might drop to 14, but it's going to be in that narrow range until it's not. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it shoots up to 33%. Why? Did they introduce a new product? Right. Better pricing, mm-hmm. more advertising. So that's where we work with them, at particularly the inflection points when it goes from that 17 down to six. Why did that happen? Mm. You know, that's when we actually get very engaged and say, okay, did a new competitor move into your market? Mm. Did a new competitor start advertising? Did they lower their pricing? Did they have new products? So those are the sorts of things we do. So this Ask One product is gaining a lot of traction and a lot of people are starting to use it and look at it for a number of different reasons uh, to really help them understand the health of what they're doing, the health of some of their advertising campaigns. Yeah, I guess what you're talking about is is a more... Uh, Maybe this is not exactly the term you use, but it's it's like a rolling average, right? Of 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 the ups and downs. It exactly is. Mm-hmm. Um, let me give you a specific example outside of, mm-hmm. and one of the questions that we're starting to run, and we will be running this forever, is: Do you feel safe in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of use of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, sometimes. Again that yes answer is going to be at a steady state until it's not. Mm. And so, you know, those sorts of things. Do you think the Bulldogs are going to win another national championship in football next year? Ah. That's a popular one that we're running as well. Uh So I'm still waiting for some of the responses to come back to see just where those numbers stand right now. Something tells me that spiked and stayed up. It's it's spiked very significantly. Yeah. I love it. Um, So what, how do you uh, measure? We talked about ROI. That's my term, uh, not yours. But um, how do you measure effectiveness? We measure it in a couple of ways, mm-hmm. and there's no one answer to that mm-hmm. because it's up to the customer in mm-hmm. terms of what are they trying to accomplish. So when we want to push out ads, or they want to gain awareness, awareness of their company, awareness of their product awareness of a civil message that they want to get out into the marketplace, whatever their objective is. And if their objective is simply to get the message out there to as many people as they can within a target audience, that's what we measure. Did we push out 100,000 ads? Did we push out 10 million ads Mm. within a certain period of time? Another customer wants, yeah, that awareness is great, but I need some response. I need some feedback. I need to have them click through to my landing page. So I need to know how many people's phone numbers and emails I got. Mm -hmm. That's the measure in that particular case. Mm. Others need to take it a step farther than that. How many people actually did that and then ordered my product? Mm. So, you know, we have 
all kinds of metrics that we use, whether it's a uh, how many clicks you get, how many actions you get, and that sort of thing. It depends upon what their measure is. But the good thing is we have some very absolute numbers. We know exactly how much you paid. We know exactly how many impressions were pushed out. We know exactly how many people responded. And we know exactly how many people bought your product. So the ROI is very explicit in each of those cases. Wow. Roy Robichaud is with us, folks. And uh, Sierra is the name of his company. He uh, Roy is the uh, uh, chief marketing officer uh, for Sierra. So, uh, Rory, uh, I'm just curious about how this industry continues and will continue to develop, um, because it sounds like it's um, developed maybe based on a lot of factors, but certainly mobile is one of them. But talk about how the industry is evolving and, and maybe what you see the future. It's, it's a really interesting and a very critical question right now. We are mm-hmm. at an inflection point mm-hmm. in the industry, in the online digital advertising industry, mm-hmm. because all of the major players, Google, Apple, Microsoft through Bing, uh, the, the owners of the browsers have decided that they are going to stop allowing ad companies to utilize what they call third-party information or the cookies as we often hear about. Mm -hmm. So the cookies and use of them are going away. Apple has already taken very specific uh, measures to do that. If you have an iPhone, you've seen those questions coming up. Do you want us, you, do you want to have Apple track you Mm. in other apps? Right. 80 plus percent of the people are saying no. Really? So that information is going away. And Mm -hmm. that's the information that allowed them to know that, You were looking at barbecue grills, and for the next three weeks, you see nothing but ads for barbecue grills, regardless of what app or website you go to. Mm -hmm. You know, you were writing something, you know, you were looking for it in a particular uh, at Home Depot, but all of a sudden, next time when you're in the Lowe's uh, site, you'll be getting ads for barbecue grills. You're looking at your favorite sports site. You're getting ads for barbecue grills. Right. They made it real easy for us to do that. That whole thing is going away. Mm. That is what has driven, to a large degree, the free internet. When ad agencies and companies no longer have access to that information, what is that going to do to the entire ecosystem that we have today? It's going to change drastically. And that's one of the things we're doing. We have built our platform where we have the ability to work in a cookie-less environment. Really? And that's a much more detailed question than we have time for now. But yes, we are planned for the future because as we were building this thing, we built it to use what's available today, mm-hmm. but also with an eye on the future, how do we deal with it as we move forward in the absence of cookies? And we can do that as well. And how does that position you relative to your competition? Sounds like it puts you out ahead. Very well. You know, we're real, we're pleased with where we came out in this whole thing Mm -hmm. and where our data scientists took us uh, as we did this. Because as we started asking the questions, as Google said to a year and a half ago, that in two years they were going to stop allowing it. And Apple said it 
we, like everyone else, said, how are we going to do this? We figured the ways to do it. And so we feel that we're really well positioned since we own the platform, which is the unique competitive advantage that we have over most others. Because when you deal with the independent ad agency, Mm -hmm. marketing firm, they all have the ability to help you push out ads. But many of them are working through a reseller who's working through a distributor who's still three layers away from the owner of the platform. Whereas when you're dealing with us, you're working directly with the people who own the platform, which is not only cost-effective, but also you have more flexibility, you have more transparency, you have more control Mm. because we can work with you and help you deal with it, get reporting, and do things that you can't do when you're in the box that many of these others can offer you. Right. Wow. So, Rory, if you would, I would love it if you could share a success story. You don't have to use names, of course, but uh, a success story that illustrates the great work that you do. Uh, there is There are a number of them. And so let me focus on one. Again, it came out of a discussion we were having with one of our large customers. Mm -hmm. And we were already doing a large amount of data analytics work for them, gathering information. And because of the nature of their business, they do a lot of direct mail. And one of the types of things that they had used in the past, but not extensively, was mover data. Who's moving? Mm -hmm. You know, on residential moves. You know, a person moves from Oak Street to Maple Street. Uh, They needed to know that because they realized that a large number of their customer acquisitions, uh, as well as customer losses, happened during the move process. So they were acquiring some mover data from other companies, and they said, can you do this? Seems to be right up your alley. said, we think we can. Let us take a look at it. Mm. It went from that, let us take a look at it, to yes, we can get the data, but why do you need this data? Let's dig into it a little bit deeper. And so we actually understood more that they wanted to understand how are they doing in the mover arena? How are they doing compared to their competition in mm-hmm. the mover arena? And we developed a complete solution for them to tell them not only here are the people that are moving, Here are the people who have moved, and so they're now using that data, but we don't just throw the data at them. We actually hand them the data, help them use the data, and provide them reporting on how they're doing within the mover industry or within the mover environment. And we have taken that mover solution, and it has become a de facto standard for most of their industry. Wow. That's compelling for sure. Uh, Roy, as we um, wind down here, share with us the the types of clients you work with, the size. I mean, what what um, what what are the 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 I guess the parentheses around the kind of customer base you have and you work with on the data analytics side, uh, data acquisition. We do have a number of large companies, anywhere from Fortune 50 companies to Fortune 500, and even some of the larger SMBs in the small and medium business size mm. business. Uh, as we're as we have evolved into a complete market intelligence company, and we're doing things such as digital advertising, 
our base has expanded significantly. Mm. So we're dealing with smaller and mid-sized companies, uh, distributors of particular types of products, air conditioning units. Mm. And we're doing a lot with nonprofits these days, uh, nonprofit associations. And we're helping them use digital advertising and a little bit on the side of targeting. So we're using our data analytics stuff to help them acquire more volunteers to help them build their awareness oh, wow. in the marketplace and to do fundraising, which mm-hmm. is the lifeblood of any nonprofit. So we're using the digital advertising and you before talked about the ROI. They have very, very little funds to just spend on pure marketing. This is where we can help them and are measuring the specific ROI. You know, how many new donors do they get? How much do they get from those donors? How does that compare to what they were doing before in direct mail and those sorts of things? Uh, And so we deal with that. We're also looking at and starting to work in financial services and some of the more traditional things. We do things in healthcare. We actually use uh, some healthcare organizations use it in the medical research arena. Hmm. Wow. We could, there's a bunny trail we could go down. I'll bet. Wow. Yeah. And I, I wanted to revisit the, the, the ideal customer question because it sounds like as you've grown, uh, maybe major fortune 100 clients were your bread and butter to begin with. But as you amassed data, as you figured out ways to deliver, uh, the results of that data in, in a more uh, granular way, that you're able to serve smaller customers as well. Absolutely. And uh, thank you. You saying it much more succinctly than I uh, obviously well, did as well. I, I, I stumbled into it, Rory, but thank you. But yes, our, our base of customers, our base of type of clientele that we can effectively serve is broadened significantly over the years as we have not only evolved into digital advertising, but also ways that we utilize our data and the Mm. data that we have available. uh, It actually does get a lot more specific and we can deal with the, you know, the dry cleaners that has, you know, eight or 10 units around their city Mm -hmm. and we can help them do digital advertising to a very targeted area within that very targeted geography. And we can use our, digital advertising supplemented with the data analytics to help them target those particular areas. So again, our dance is much broader. And one of the specific areas we're looking at or not looking at doing quite a bit more in is nonprofit Mm. because during the pandemic, we sat back as a company and said, how can we help? Mm -hmm. And we can write a check. And yes, we did that. But we also decided to use some of our resources so we took our digital advertising platform uh, that we have named Aeroscope and we put it on the table and we basically approached nonprofits and said, look, we know that back in 2019, you did not prof- you did not budget for all of these life-saving messages you have to be sending out in 2020. And they said, no, you're right. We didn't, but we have to send out messages, even if it's as basic as wear a mask, you know, social distance, those sorts of things. So we said, okay, here, Here's a, a platform, use it. Let us help you design the digital advertising program. We will run it for you at no cost. We will pay, you will pay for simply 
the ad buys that we have to pay for from CNN, from ESPN, whoever, mm-hmm. wherever you place it, but we will do your digital advertising program for you at no cost. Wow. We're starting, we're still doing that with some nonprofits and I would love to talk with any nonprofit in terms of seeing what we could do to help them. Wow. What great work. Uh, Roy Robichaud is with us folks. Sierra is the company and you just uh, teed me up to get to the most important question, Rory, which is how folks can get in touch with you if they'd like to know more. Absolutely. And as John said, my name is Rory Robichaud and you can get, you can reach me at Rory, R-O-R-Y at Sierra, S-C-I-E-R-A dot com. Or you can call me at 770-330-2546. Our global headquarters is actually located in Cobb County, Georgia, in close to Marietta, uh, in Overlook 2, for those who are in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Uh, Terrific. Roy Robichaud, folks, uh, with Sierra. Roy, this has been fun and informative. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder. If you are looking for a unique experience with food, whether that's uh, plain old corporate catering, but here's some fun things, corporate team building, or maybe you're looking for a Big Green Egg boot camp that you can do with friends or family. Uh, well, all those kinds of services are offered at ANS Culinary Concepts. Andrew Traub and his team uh, there in Johns Creek do great work, and uh, they also offer Let Us Cook For You meals if you're tired of that drive through and you're getting a lot of static at home from what you're bringing home. Uh, they've got uh, Let Us Cook For You meals that they offer uh, from time to time as well. The place to go check them out is their website, asculinaryconcepts.com, or just give them a call, 678-336-9196, and let Andrew and his team know that we sent you. And folks, just a quick reminder that North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. We would love it if you would share the show. If you have found something here in our discussion that you think would be helpful to uh, those that you know, uh, share the show. That's what we're all about here at Business Radio X is celebrating the great work of business leaders like Rory and the other guests that we've had on the show over the years. Some 450 shows, I guess, now we're up to uh, over the years. So if you could do that for us, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Roy Robichaud, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.